0: If you don't open the door they can't come in man get <laughs> into yeah. that just, hey,
2: <laughs> dude, just sh- 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 shut up man just if you don't open the door they can't come in so j- shut the fuck up okay just be quiet they can't come in <laughs> Lifestyle podcast. It's me, Brian Beckner. Uh, this is episode two. I don't, I don't know that we'll keep count, but you know we're only up to two, so I can count at least that many. Um, the first one went okay. I, you know the the technical aspect is a, a struggle for your boy here, but I'm working on it. Uh, the quality, the sound quality wasn't great, but I've, I've. Made some adjustments to my recording rig, and hopefully uh, we'll get there pretty soon. I felt like the content was pretty good, though. I was genius. I mean, I was my usual self, hilarious uh, co-host. Mr. Ed Daly also was very good. How you doing, Ed? <laughs> Terrific. Terrific. Outstanding. Um, a- along with the I- – I appreciate everybody that's checked out the podcast – Gotten a lot of a good feedback there. Also, starting to do some light blogging at the website theballerlifestyle.com. So come over, check it out. Uh, you know, comment, have fun with it. It's we don't take ourselves seriously. That's sort of the point. So if you want to make fun of me, I encourage that. I'm interested in that. That's that makes me happy. Uh, anybody that wants to bullshit with me, find me on Twitter. Same goes for Ed. Follow Ed. Follow me and interact because this is fun. We're just here to have fun. Uh, we're here to have fun. Uh, today, a few things going on that I want to kick around. Jack Taylor. He's a, You don't know who that is. And I, I would be annoyed by you if you did know who that was. But he's some kid that plays for some college and I, I don't want to go through my notes because I don't know what college it is. It's division three, but you may remember that last season in a division three basketball game, he scored 138 points, which was pretty impressive. Although this year, two nights ago or last night, he had 109 points and through two games this season, he's averaging 90 points per game. So, and I'm I'm genuinely conflicted about this, and I'd like to flesh it out with Ed, and kind of, you know, I need to find a way to deal with this information. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Usually, I have an opinion right away, but at this point, I'm still, I'm not positive what I think about this kid Jack Taylor, and I want to work that out. I've got some clear thoughts on him. Yeah, yeah. Well, don't get him out <laughs> yet. Save that. Um, s- some drunk. Fell off the top deck of, I believe it's called Ralph William, well, pardon me, Ralph Wilson Stadium in Buffalo, uh, nearly killed a guy below him. He's not allowed to come back there anymore, which I feel like isn't a punishment, but we can get into that <laughs> more. Um, the, some criminal in New Hampshire commented on a law enforcement Facebook posting about himself and was promptly arrested. And that's, I love dumb crime. This guy's especially dumb because he has tattoos all over his face, which is one of my favorite, like, where's he going to hide? Well, I don't want to get too much into that yet. We'll talk about that later. The Guinness book of world records is still a thing. And it's as a child, it was a great thing. Uh, It was the best thing. And now I, I looking back, I'm a little embarrassed at my love for the Guinness Book of World Records, but I don't think it's just me because they, they've gone over the top with it. There, people are amassing pizza boxes uh, in order to be, become record holders. And I'm, you know, you grow, you grow some 21 inch fingernails, put your name in the book, but you order Geno's 314 times a year. I, you know, I don't, I, I don't think that's something that we need to reward Guinness. So we can talk about that again. Co-host Ed Daly, Ed, how you feeling after the first episode? How
3: are things with you? I'm feeling great. I think uh, I think you know. Aside from technical uh, difficulties, I think episode one was a uh, uh, just a, a tour de force. If if I had to if I had to say, I you know I wish I could disagree
2: with you. I feel like this show would be better if we did disagree often, but <laughs> I, I I simply can't. I think you're absolutely right. It went really well. Both
3: of us sounded outstanding. Um, Sound, I don't, sounded really handsome too. I don't know. I don't know. Just came through. Yeah,
2: yeah. big dicks. I was like, I was listening. I'm like, dude, these guys must have
3: big, yeah. big dicks. That's all be. I could
2: think the whole time: big cocks on those guys. It must be
3: hung like orangutans.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that, I think it went well. Um, I don't know if you checked it out. I did at the website. I did do a blog post today, and it was about my man Frank Stallone. Did you happen to check that out? Ed?
3: I did. I did, and it seems like. It's it's begging me to hire him for New Year's Eve. He like I don't like. you used to
2: be a Wall Street guy, so that's like an easy like. If some guy on Wall Street got uh, some good coke one night in Manhattan and was partying a little bit and saw that eBay listing. I feel like it would be easy to pull the trigger on the Frankster plus expenses. Sure, out, out to the Upper East Side to to.
3: Ring in the new year. What do you think? I I agree. I mean, I actually knew some people that sort of on a whim hired Biz Marquee to to DJ their Christmas party. Dude, that's pretty cool. I bet he wasn't twenty grand. No, it was like it was like six. It was like six maybe thousand. Yeah, pretty good. I think they had to provide food, which maybe seven thousand after that. But yeah,
2: yeah,
3: nobody out, eat, nobody out eats the Biz.
2: I I feel like. The Frankster Frank Stallone has sort of overshot his mark a bit with with a 20 grand quote. I realize <laughs> it's a holiday thing, but actually I'll be honest, a buddy of mine sent me that link and i didn't I didn't look at his quote, but I was picturing you know he was gonna be like in the grand twelve hundred bucks
3: yeah area. or maybe maybe just he added one too many zeros like if if, if it was two hundred dollars. And a cab, and cab fare. I, I could see that.
2: Yeah, totally. I could see that, too. I actually had, and I was telling you this before we went on, I actually have a little experience with Frank <laughs> Stallone, who I'll, I'll make a caveat right now. I'll make an admission. I think the guy's awesome. The guy oh, yeah. has he's been around a long time. He's, he's good at what he does. He totally is good. And uh, so a long time ago, I responded to somebody's tweet that was about Frank Stallone, and for some reason he... Followed me on Twitter. And it, I mean, we never interacted or anything. I don't think he really does the Twitter. I think he's aware that he has one. I don't think he's really operating it. I, but, at, but at the same time, I can't picture him having a lackey.
3: <laughs> yeah, he's not a guy who's hiring hiring somebody to write tweets for him.
2: He doesn't have people. But eventually, he he's my only celebrity follow. And to this day is my only celebrity interaction. <laughs> Uh, he eventually he realized that he, I was bad for his look, and he unfollowed me. And normally that's not a big deal, but I just happened to notice that. Hey, what happened to Frank Stallone? And I went and looked at his page, and maybe because I never followed him back, we never really had much interaction. You know, I, I should have let it go, but I didn't. I I had to call him out, and he, he, <laughs> then he immediately followed me right back, only to. Add to the pain, you, heartache, and unfollow me again a couple of days later.
3: You browbeat Rocky's brother or Rambo's brother into following you, Wait I, did. I totally did. <laughs> and then he, uh,
2: so then at some point he he played a show near where I live in coastal Orange County. Okay. And I happened to be out that evening with my girlfriend, and the bar he was playing at is uh, was on the same street that a buddy of mine lived at and he was like hey I'm going down there I'm going to see Frank Stallone tonight you got to come meet me so I went and uh, my girlfriend and I went girlfriend Kate what's up Kate how you doing girl <laughs> I miss you uh, her and I she and I went and met my buddy Jason Frank played I couldn't help but thinking think that hey, this guy's been playing music for like 50 years, 40 years. Why does he look so uncomfortable? He was he had a big Rolex on. <laughs> he was double fist gift had-
3: gift from his brother.
2: For sure. Oh, that's that's the first thing I thought. <laughs> he also had like a bitchin' Les Paul and all all stuff.
3: Yeah, Christmas purchased. gifts passed from uh from his brother, from Sly.
2: Yeah, all all stuff purchased for him by his brother. And he the, he was not the, the greatest entertainer. He was kind of good. He's got some hits. I, I couldn't help but thinking as I watched the Frank Frankster that, you know, he was a little sad. But also, I was, you know, sort of in awe of the guy. Like, here he is playing a bar. He's got in one hand a Chardonnay. In the other hand, he's got a vodka cran. He's rocking. He's looking around. And I, I realized he's scoping the scene because he's looking for something to slay after the show
3: he's trying to take down your girl that night.
2: He was yeah, he totally was he was like i well in her defense or in in the crowd's defense in Frank's to honor Frank my girlfriend was the youngest chick in there by like twenty years maybe twenty five
3: yeah, he's he's got a lot of he's got the silver fox uh, game down at yeah, this point.
2: Yeah, there was definitely some O C Cougs looking to get sexed by Frank that night, and if I I don't even need to speak to him, I don't need any inside information, but I would imagine there's a hundred percent chance uh he boned a local Orange County Cougar that night. So good for Frank. Yeah.
3: Yeah, good for Frank.
2: And if you purchase his services to come to your house or your country club or your garage or backyard to play on New Year's Eve, I imagine that he will try to sex somebody there too. Or I hope so.
3: Yeah, even your wife.
2: Yeah, like go get it, Frank. Like do your thing. Maybe maybe that's in his writer because it says in the the ad – that you got to pay his twenty grand quote, but you also need to to give him all of his rider necessities. So if he if he needs a bowl of Sans well, yeah. Brown, well, yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah, some M and M Sans Brown, some good Peruvian Flake, some good champagne, and a, a, a roll in the hay with the old lady. I, I say you do that. Uh, here's another thing. Uh, I don't know if you've checked into this, Ed. We we need to hit on it real quick. Brittany Murphy, rest in peace. She died, and she died in two thousand nine. And her old man ha- is pursuing a line of thinking that she was somehow murdered, poisoned to death. And I want to believe that's true more than anything. It isn't true. Uh, yes, but I, I I want it to be true. Do you not? Do you not want this to be some sort of murder plot against
3: yes. Brittany Murphy? It's 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 one of those things that if she was in fact poisoned, it it's definitely sad. Yes, but at the same time, strangely comforting. It is because yeah. the death by poison thing was like an old timey spy movie thing, and I I'd like to see it have a comeback. I think you know, see reading about gun deaths, it's just it's just kind of a bummer, but Boring. like. Yeah, death by poison. Like yeah. I, I think we might be turning the page on a new level of exciting crime again.
1: Yeah,
2: it looks like the Mossad took out Yasser Arafat that way. We've just recently learned. <laughs> yeah, the old uh, poisoned hummus
3: trick. <laughs> but who knew Brittany Murphy on the uh, on the hit list? The Brittany Murphy, and
2: I, I really want to believe this, but so I took to the internet to read a little bit about it today,
3: and Some flawed theories floating around. Yeah.
2: Well, first of all, her dad, who it should be stated, is named Angelo, (laughs) is is the one pushing this theory. And I'll just read you his quote. I got this from The Hollywood Reporter. It says, I have a feeling that there was definitely a murder situation here. Only Um. dudes named Angelo... Reference it as a murder situation. Like I, I I really can't buy into him. Now that he's called it a murder situation. And he says she was poisoned. I read a little bit more from the story. And it said. She took medication for seizures. Um, and coped with other health issues. She was like 32. Uh, she also caught staph. Uh, she had staph at the time of her death. So she was taking the antibiotics antibiotic biaxin. She was also taking migraine pills, cough medicine, over-the-counter nasal spray. And the day she died, she added the anti drug fluoxetine, aka mm. Prozac, an anti-seizure drug colonopin, an anti-inflammatory methylprednisolone, a beta blocker, Ooh. As well as Vicoprofen to ease her pain from her period. So,
3: I th- <laughs> I mean, my was, God, she was one of those. She was one of those. Not he, nobody was was floored when she died. It was like, no. wow, she yeah. died, but like yeah. she wasn't looking healthy. Yeah. Yes, yeah. At the time, I think, I think her. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't Corey Haim level of unsurprising, but it was not like <laughs> a big. True. That's true. It, it was not a shocker. I, she, yes,
2: she wasn't the picture of health.
3: Although I kind of dug I kind of dug what what look she was going for, but I I can't say that it was uh right. I can't can't say it was a surprise. She was
2: she was going for something there. I do think her dad might be onto something that she was poisoned because <laughs> somebody gave her biaxin, migraine pills, <laughs> cough medicine, nasal spray, uh fluoxetine
3: <laughs> the period one
2: colonopin methylprednisone beta blockers and vicoprofen like yes th- definitely nefarious forces that were at work yeah i did like her sort of i don't like is this wrong what we're doing she had like a, she was re- real overly skinny and she had bad hair and but she kind of had like a slutty hot thing going for yeah, her the, i felt like the her the career. yeah kind like of
3: yeah, that, like, scene where Eminem bangs her behind the dumpster in 8 Mile, like, it kind of worked for her.
2: Yeah, yeah, that does – and her husband, who miraculously died five months later, was just – Also
3: the, didn't look healthy. He
2: was just the <laughs> greasiest tub of shit you ever saw in your life. Just really, like, th- that gross kind of bald where he was going bald all over at the same time and <laughs> dyed hair.
3: Yeah, like patchy sideburns. Yeah, I mean, he was – yeah, rough.
2: yeah, uh, acne scars. He was British, you know, like every he had everything bad going for him. Um, so what wasn't too much of a shock that he kicked. Although, was hey, he did, he was married to Brittany Murphy, like he got, he got slutty Brittany Murphy for a while. So, good for him, way to go. Simon.
3: Yeah,
2: more power to him, but I, I,
3: power I'd, for long because he died. Yeah, he
2: five months later, yeah, I'm surprised he outlived her, but you know maybe maybe somebody also gave him fluoxetine, clonopin, methylprednisolone, beta blockers, whole cocktail there. Um I hey, let's take a break. Let's let's regroup here. Let's take a minute. Uh get our thoughts together and when we come back, we're going to talk about this Jack Taylor kid because I really need to know. I need to be told. I need to talk it out. This is kind of like therapy. I need to figure out how I feel about Jack Taylor, his 138 points, his now 109 points. Grinnell College. I need to find out where Grinnell College is. This is important. I feel like you want to take bets, Ed. Do Do you know? Because yeah. I feel like it's East Coast.
3: It's I I gotta think it's a flyover state.
2: You Oh really? You're so you're saying like Ohio?
3: I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Ohio.
2: My guess, I'm going to guess like upstate New York. I feel like it's east. I feel like it's like Rochester, the Cuse type of area. And when we come back, we're going to solve this mystery. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. back welcome back baller lifestyle podcast i'm brian beckner joined by the great easy ed daily happy to have you guys happy that anyone's listening all five of you it doesn't matter we're just here to have fun can you tell like we're having so much fun like ed are, are you feeling the fun like it's a party yeah it's, it's a party. pervasive it's raging Definite. Definite. i had to i had to reposition as you know, I'm. A, I'm a bachelor. I live alone, but I have children. I'm a divorced guy. I have children. So my children are here at my Dadchler residence half the time. And so the audio was kind of bad. The the Dadchler pad has high ceilings, Ed. Mm. And the audio was very echoey from the first recording. Anybody that listened to the first episode, we had some echo issues. So I've relocated. I had to move. And this... Is like ultimate bachelor sadness right here. I had to relocate all of my kids' Legos, clear off a table because I determined that my kids' room is the best acoustic <laughs> place to be doing this, has the best acoustics. So I had to de Lego and hopefully it sounds better than it did the first time. Okay, Ed, we've determined, we took a look around Grinnell College, Jack Taylor. 109 points coming off of a 138 point game last season where I said, New York, you said, Ohio actually fed you Ohio, but you went with it, Ohio, New York, where in fact is Grinnell college,
3: Grinnell, Indiana,
2: Grinnell, Indiana, not a lot going on there. That, that kind of plays into my decision here. Um, You know, I don't, that's kind of that's kind of what bugs me about this story is like I don't really want to know that there is a Grinnell College.
1: Well, I
3: I, I think that this this story of him scoring 109 points uh, reminds the world of three things. I know. One,
2: I know what you're gonna say.
3: One, there's such thing as Division three Grinnell College, right? Two, that they actually keep score in Division three games, and three. That Jack Taylor is one of the biggest assholes in sports. He, and he had to remind us this year. Yeah, he is. He is. He's, he's, I mean, yeah. these poor guys in D three ball. Like they're doing it for the love of the game. And nobody's giving him a scholarship. And this he, asshole's playing keep away. Yeah. Like, congrats on being able to hit a three pointer against Scrubs.
2: He, he also his name's Jack Taylor. I feel like he would be played by Ted McGinley in the movie.
3: Like he's got an <laughs>
2: asshole's name. Like Ted McGinley is Jack Taylor taking on the nerds.
3: The yeah. the only time I want to see a guy score that many points in Division three is if it's Michael J. Fox playing a werewolf. Yeah,
2: yeah, I knew. Yeah, you kind of jump in the gun, but I knew the conversation would go that direction uh, because yeah. that's like, that's important.
3: He, yeah, I, what's exciting about a guy named Jack Taylor taking all those shots? If he's a werewolf, I'll take it.
2: Right, I feel like. Division three basketball, like all these guys probably played high school basketball, and I feel like there's infinitely fewer people at their Division three games than attended their high school because they're all probably pretty good high school players, right? And now they're playing to way fewer people, which I kind of think is the point. But I, I don't want to know about Grinnell College or Jack Taylor. I only have so much room in my brain, Ed, and I want to save it for important stuff like beer and porno. <laughs> Like yeah. like there's – like now I have – now I can't remember the label of a beer I bought recently because Jack Taylor and Grinnell College are in the way. Yeah, because he's an asshole. Yeah, he's a huge asshole. Uh, but on the other hand, I'm so – I'm a big fan of civil di- disobedience. Like they're kind of like, yeah, we're Division three. Nobody gives a fuck about us. Nobody cares. No one comes to the games. We're in Indiana. It's freezing. By the way <laughs> – Quick aside, it's like sixty degrees or maybe even below that in Southern California. Wow, um, it's really uncomfortable. I'm in a depression. It's dark at five o'clock. Times are tough. Times are tough around here. Although I imagine it's it's really cold in Indiana at this point. Nobody's going to the game.
3: No, nah, you know not it's even like their parents. The not par- even their parents, no,
2: definitely not. The guy shot something like. 77 three-pointers or something. Uh, like, I might go to that. If I was going to Grinnell College, there's probably not too many babes there. You know, there's not there's not a lot of action on campus. I'd probably get drunk and go watch some white kid shoot 77
3: three-pointers. Would you? I, I would, but I if I were his teammates, I'd probably quit. Like, yeah. who wants to play with that asshole?
2: Yeah, I, it reminds me of Chubb. Standing there, eating a sandwich on the floor, (laughs) watching Michael J. Fox.
3: Yeah, just run a layup line.
2: Scott Howard, Michael J. Fox in his tour de force as Scott Howard, running up and down the court, making layups, making everybody look bad. And, hey, the team's winning, but the guys aren't having fun.
3: Yeah, sure. But, you know, the, the one thing that I'll say, you know, the flip side of this, is the guys at Crossroads College. Have some fucking pride, like yeah. if yeah. I'm on crossroad and that guy goes north of fifty, he's getting a flavor too the next time he touches the right. ball. Yeah,
2: just knock him down. Well, yeah. I get yeah. I guess he didn't. He doesn't even run down on defense. He they run like some kind of trap in the back court, and then when the guy gets by him, he just hangs out there and then waits for them to take a shot. And there's either a rebound or a made basket, in which case they outlet it all the way down the court to Jack yeah. Taylor who fires up a 3 every but, time.
3: But you're implying he's alone. Like don't you think the scouting report is like likes to shoot? The guy had 138 <laughs> last year. Yeah. <laughs> put a yeah. put a guy on him and hack the shit out of him.
2: Yeah, I can't I don't feel like they ha- there's a Scottie Pippen on that team like hey, we got to we got to sag off Jack Taylor a little bit cuz yeah. Chubb in the corner over here is going to put down the sandwich and take over.
3: Yeah. I mean, the only the only basketball players I hate more in D3 are the guys at Crossroads College. I'm going to say that.
2: <laughs> yeah, those pussies. <laughs> Fuck them. Seriously, yeah. Knock the guy down. Yeah, I like that. I, I like Jack Taylor as a villain. Also, how come I can't remember anybody else that was on the Teen Wolf team besides Chubb? My I, main can man remember, Chubb?
3: I can remember one. The, okay. uh, one of the guys was one of the buddies in Camp I Me Love. Is that true? Yes, yes, it is. The the dude that, Quint, the, Quinton from uh, from Can't Buy Me Love. No, it's was, n- was one of the guys talking to Chubb on the side.
2: Is is he the one that went on to a career in porno? Or that, no, that was one of the chicks from Can't Buy Me Love.
3: Oh, oh yes, yes, you're right. Uh, that was uh, I can't remember. Porno
2: name. Also, Michael J. Fox. I know he's Canadian. I know he's wee. He's like five three or something. He's very little. Yes. Terrible basketball player, like he and I don't. I feel like that was shot before Back to the Future, so I don't even know how he got the job. I know he was on a sitcom.
3: Well, he was he was a rising star, but yeah, he was the starting point guard for that team, and he could barely dribble.
2: Yeah, he had to look at the ball. He had to watch his hand and and the ball as he dribbled down. He had to look down,
3: and his head bobbed up and down. Yeah, he dribble,
2: and then he when he. You know, at the at the penultimate moment of the oh. movie, he had to shoot free throws to win the game, and he wasn't going to do it as the wolf. He didn't play as the wolf. They no. played as a team. This is the moral. It's, it was the eighties, and he was all sweaty. And then he had to shoot free throws to win the game, and he there were jump shots,
3: jump shots, yeah, fully leaving his feet for the for the free throws.
2: Also, and and then his his enemy,
3: Mick McAllister.
2: Yeah, Mick. I was gonna say Nick. Yeah, Mick. Mick, who didn't look like a Mick. Mick was Italian. I mean, that was not even. He wasn't even Black Irish. I mean, there was no Mick about Mick. Also, he looked like he just got out of the joint. He was about thirty-one. Yeah. He played for the Dragons and he was allowed to stand directly under the basket while Michael J. Fox Scott Howard shot his jump shot free throws. Did we have we gotten to the bottom of that? I feel like they yeah, played even fast a middle and loose.
3: Even a middle school referee would not let somebody stand under the basket like that. Like yeah. that's just that's ref one oh one.
2: But maybe they were worried they were gonna get shanked. Like Mick had already done time.
3: Yeah, but what? why didn't why didn't Coach Finstock like protest oh to the God. rest? Coach Finstock. <laughs> you
2: know too many details. <laughs> Good questions. All all a a much bigger theme here. We might have to do an entire Teen Wolf podcast at some point. I feel like the Karate Kid's been done to death, although there's a lot of points to be made about that movie as well. Plenty. Teen Wolf we could do. You know, I never saw Teen Wolf 2. Uh, the Jason it, Bateman vehicle.
3: Oh, I saw it. I saw it on my birthday. <laughs> it was it was the saddest birthday of my life. It's, I'm crying right now. And Teen Wolf 2, T-O-O.
2: Yeah, T-O-O, yeah. He, he was Horrible. his cousin.
3: Horrible. And And it was a college boxing movie. I remember. Got, there were big crowds at a college <laughs> boxing match. And Chubb, I mean, how about this for a two-sport athlete? High school basketball player, college boxer. <laughs> I, I mean,
2: he was fat. I feel like he'd be punched out right away. Oh, well, no. he, yeah, he held his he, own. He was
3: inspired. He was. Inspired.
2: Might have to. I might have to check. Put that in my Netflix queue. I'm sure it's available. I
3: I bet you don't want to do that. Yeah, you're probably right.
2: (laughs) I got. I got a lot of other things on my plate at this point. (laughs) Uh, Okay, Bill. There's a Bills fan. Next topic. Bills fan falls from the. He was trying to do an ass slide. If you haven't seen the video, go watch it. It's all over the internet. Some Bills fan was at the game. I don't know who they were playing. I feel like they play the Dolphins every week. Or the Jets,
3: one or the other. Yeah, each week.
2: they're always either playing the Dolphins or the Jets. There's, like, some teams in certain sports that only play each other. Yes. Like, the Cubs and Braves play every week. They play, like, out of 162 games, 118 of them are against each other. Why is that?
3: I don't know. I don't know. I, I, and I've never, ever cared to watch an AFC East game in my life. No.
2: No. And you know AFC East fans might be the worst fans. They think like Jets fans think that the Jets are the number one topic in sports all the time.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. They 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 always want to talk Jets and they feel like people really want are oh, what's going on with the Jets? Everybody's talking. No one's talking about the Jets. I never heard anybody talk about the Jets ever.
3: Yeah. Well, I live I live in the New York area, so I hear, you know, peripheral but Ultimately, it's about the sideshow of the Jets. It's never about the team. Right,
2: right. That's well. That's yes. Here we are talking about the Jets. Yeah, this guy. If you haven't seen the video, go watch it. He slid down ass first down a handrail from the top deck. Thought he was cool. Thought he thought he was auditioning for Jackass because he was a jackass. Then he fell. Unfortunately, not to his death to the section below landing and injuring some other dude. Um, and it turns out that he's since been banned from Ralph Wilson stadium. I feel like that's not a punishment. <laughs> like you can't go to bills games.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, after, after Thurman Thomas and Jim Kelly left, it hasn't been a really a house of happy, uh, happy things. Yeah, at, at
2: one point they went to like twenty-eight Super Bowls in a row, lost every single one of them.
3: <laughs> Bless their little hearts.
2: They kind of almost would have won one, but a guy missed a field goal, and it's you know no one wants no one wants to go to that. No one's interested in the Bills, and, and I'm just really annoyed. I feel like this. I'm surprised this doesn't happen more often. Yeah, drunk people falling from high heights at sporting events.
3: I I, I like. I like having a few beers at the game. Yeah. And some, sometimes I, I like having a few too many beers at right. the game. Right. But in the history of, of time, I don't think anybody gives a shit about the drunken antics of someone that's not you or your buddies. Like, I don't I don't want these assholes sliding on top of me. And like there's just always too many guys that are so proud of themselves for being drunk and like nobody cares. It's yeah. like showing yeah. somebody a picture of your kids. Nobody
2: cares. Yeah, nobody cares. I I, I would agree with that. I uh, I've never been that drunk. Like I've been, I've gotten wasted. Like you know, I'm a little yeah. older now, but there was a time in my life I, I used to like to tie one on. But I I, I at my drunkest, I don't think I could have ever fallen
3: uh, out of a, my seat. No. Yeah. That's that's a that's a different level of asshole.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, this from the story. I think it says he lost his job, or the statement from the team, this irresponsible behavior that occurred yesterday's game by the fan who fell from the upper deck is a violation of our fan code of conduct and cannot and will not be tolerated. This individual will not be permitted back into Ralph Wilson Stadium. The vast majority of our fans who attended Bill's home games at the stadium do so in a responsible manner, blah, blah, blah. Here's the thing. how How do they keep, like... Do they hang a sign?
3: Yeah, do not do not let this guy who is probably some doughy asshole in a in a bill in a bill sweatshirt. Don't let him in the game.
2: Yeah, my my dad got banned from Disneyland when he was like eighteen, and that's always well, what's he doing. He was wasted. He was drunk, and I don't. He oh, you know what? I think he like climbed in. He climbed into like a display, or he was on a ride and he tried to steal like Cinderella's crown or something. Oh. And Disney, you know, Disney's got cops. Disney cops were on him. They put him in Disney jail and they sent him away and to this day, you know, he's in his late 50s now and he's like, "Oh no, I can't go. I can't I can't go to Disneyland." Which I wish I had that excuse.
3: Do you think he was just he made up that whole story so he didn't have to take
2: you to Disney? Could be. I no, I feel like he's I feel like it really happened. But he's he's just gone with that like, hey, here's some old man, you know, like, do they had? I don't think they had retinal scanning technology in the 70s when he was originally banned
3: yeah.
2: from Disneyland, I feel like they wouldn't notice him. And I feel like this guy, whatever the guy's name is, who fell out of his seat at the Bills game, I feel like he could go to the game this week, and no one would know the difference.
3: Yeah. I mean, how many people are in the stadium? 75,000?
2: Yeah. How are they going to – I mean, at a Bills game, maybe 50. Well, there's nothing to do in Buffalo, so they probably go to the games.
3: But, yeah, but a lifetime ban from Bills games, I mean, that's only going to last about two years anyway because aren't they moving to Toronto?
2: Yeah. yeah, I think they're trying to leverage their position or they're trying to leverage Toronto into buying them a new stadium. And so then when they get a new stadium – does that mean that he's allowed in that one? I need more details on this and yeah. I'll, I feel like the guy that he fell on should be allowed three wide open direct kicks to this guy's nuts.
3: Yeah, yeah yeah, he should be able to uh, he should be able to line up and uh, get a running start kick yeah. right to, right to the stones.
2: I smell radio promotion. Hey, whatever the rock station is in Buffalo, they're they're probably all classic rock stations, but like all Boston all the time there. Yeah. Let's go after that song by Boston. Let's play another song by Boston. Uh, I feel like they, there's a promotion there. You get to like scrub defensive linemen to hold the, the offender in position. They, they, they straddle him. They hold him by one arm and one leg each. And the injured party gets three, not four, not two, three direct kicks to this guy's nuts. I feel like they could raise some money for charity with this. What do you think?
3: I'm, I'm all on board. And you got to think the only radio promotions they have up there are like free buffalo wings. <laughs> you know, just boring shit. I mean, I've, I've never been up there, but I don't have high hopes. Yeah, they're pretty
2: proud of the, Like, I like a good wing. I like buffalo wings. But they're yeah. pretty proud of them. Like, they're really holding on to that. That's their thing. That's what they have.
3: Yeah, I'm pretty sure everyone's got it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. We're good. It's not so much like a regional thing. It's every sports bar in the country.
2: Yeah, has wings. I, yeah, I would agree with that. And I'm I, I, I'm sure that buffaloes are the best, but it's not like a real complicated make.
3: Right. Right. It's... I mean, ultimately, it's something that people uh, eat when they're drinking lots of beer. Yeah. So yeah. how great is it?
2: Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm one of those people. I do that. Yeah. All right. Buffalo fan, Jack Taylor, New Hampshire criminal. You want to talk about this, Ed?
3: I do. I do. Uh, so a New Hampshire ABC affiliate posted a picture last week of Nicholas Edmond, AKA the sin demon on their feed. Sin demon, he should be in prison for that. See so, ya. Yeah. Yeah. Saying he was New Hampshire's most wanted, which, you know, what is it? That's like saying the biggest badass in one direction. Like, yeah. What, yeah. was what New Hampshire's most wanted. And he was also wanted in Maine, which makes him the scariest guy to ever go through those two states. Like, who who knew there were criminals?
2: For there? sure. I feel like he like squirrel hunted without a license yeah. or I you know, I feel like there's some sort of parking infraction caused this. Like he yeah. the most wanted in New Hampshire.
3: Yeah. And se- several people commented on the post. A lot of them were chastising the heavily tatted Edmund. Finally one guy came to Edmund's defense. The sin demon himself, <laughs> Nicholas Edmund. <laughs> <laughs> He started fighting with other people in the comments section on Facebook, which begs the question: Who's following New Hampshire ABC affiliate Facebook feed? But so yeah, so unless you're
2: it, accused of a crime in New Hampshire,
3: yeah. So the sin demon starts, you know, fighting with people, and they're like, "You're gonna get caught, asshole." He says, despite his claims that he was hundreds of miles away, police found him nearby and quickly arrested him.
2: That's the best. I love that the like he's wanted in one place, right? And, and I don't feel like he has. Judging by his face tattoos, yes.
3: he he has some sort got of the, the giant devil horns tattooed to his head. Some yeah. sort of neck tattoo. That's is that a noose or like an ugly beard? Yeah, it on... look
2: it looked like a goatee. I don't have a picture of it in front of me, but it looked like he had a, a, a tattooed on goatee of some sort.
3: Now. I imagine there's not a ton of those guys walking around New Hampshire. I just imagine, like, a, guy, a lot of guys looking like Bob Newhart wearing flannel shirts.
2: Yeah, that, that's what I would picture. And I feel like the most wanted guy in New Hampshire could probably live out the rest of his life pretty comfortably in Vermont. Like, you wouldn't have to go – they're not going to really come looking for you too hard. Yeah. Like, yeah. you don't want to hide out with your face tattoos and comment – on the Facebook page <laughs> about yourself, Cindy as Cindon, in the place that you're wanted. Like they like you could probably even stay in like another county. Is there more than one county in New Hampshire you think? I'm gonna guess no. You could probably hang out in another municipal another
3: village another street yeah
2: yeah and and no one's really ever gonna find you unless you really go and show yourself where you're easy to be found apparently he doesn't know about ip addresses
3: well i mean judging from all the face and head and neck tattoos like he's he does not seem like a sound decision maker
2: i wonder i wonder if he couldn't leave because his corporate law practice would suffer like that, like his junior partners weren't ready to take over. And he's like, look, yeah, I'm wanted. I'm the most wanted guy in New Hampshire, but I owe it to the firm. I owe it to the firm to stay here and see through the Collins case. I said I would, I'm due to be in court. Yeah. uh, uh, First and foremost. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sin demon, but that's me on the weekend.
3: First and foremost, (laughs) I'm just Mr. Edmond on, right. on the days. Litigator. Sin, I'm a Sin litigator. My, my party uh, alter ego. And I like I like one one aspect of the story. Uh, one of those like updates at the bottom of the story. When the police arrived at his place, he did not respond when they knocked. He went with the <laughs> "if I ignore them, they'll go away" defense. They just took the battering. One battering ram later, and Sin Demon is now staying at the Gray Bar Hotel.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. that's that's that stoner drug addict logic where they're like, dude. Yeah. If you don't open the door, they can't come in, man. Get <laughs> yeah. a of that. Just, hey, dude, just sh- <laughs> shut up, man. Just if you don't open the door, they can't come in. So just shut the fuck up, okay? Just be <laughs> quiet. They can't come in. Next next thing you know, you're sprawled out. Maple syrups everywhere. It gets ugly.
3: <laughs> yeah, they like, Mr. Demon, Mr. Demon, will you please open the door? Or to do Edmunds, like, you know, they're so – it must have been a, a hilarious exchange
2: yeah, well, one one less criminal off the streets. You know, I don't – I'm concerned that he won't be able to find gainful employment once he gets out with this yeah. sin demon alter ego and, of course, <laughs> multiple face tattoos.
3: Yeah, the, the devil horns they tend to scare off I, – I can't imagine he's real marriage material either.
2: Yeah, that's a good – well, I I mean Richard uh. Ramirez got married in the joint. <laughs> That's true. I that's think, true. As did both Menendez brothers, as far as I know. Really? Yeah, I believe I, I know at least one of them has found love, but I think
3: both can't imagine the mother and father in laws are feeling are sleeping easy at night. No, no.
2: <laughs> I feel like there's been a disownment. I feel like there was a pre disownment. Like you don't you don't go you don't find jailhouse love if you were well parented. Is my guess. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, well thoughts and prayers to sin demon we'll have to follow his case uh, hopefully he gets out before too long
3: he seems like a represent himself kind of guy in trial oh for sure yeah that might be good <laughs> that would make a nice uh, court tv he,
2: yeah he has he has a lots, a lot of thoughts on the law he's probably been incarcerated more than a couple times so he he knows his way around of Filing a yeah. motion and raising an objection. So I know yeah.
3: my rights. I know my rights. I know my rights. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's always a real stupid stoned idiots that think they know their rights and that they, they don't have any and they don't know them.
3: He doesn't know not only does he not know his rights, he doesn't know anything.
2: Right, yeah. He know yeah, he knows he knows that he's Sin Demon and he's there to defend Sin Demon. <laughs> okay, let's let's talk about this. You, Ed, we're about the same age. As a kid, I know you were a big fan of the world's tallest man, Ralph
3: Wadlow, as was I. Yeah, I mean, and everybody loved the Fat Motorcycle Twins.
2: Yeah, the Fat Motorcycle Twins. I mean, there were some legit stars. The Indian guy with the long fingernails. I think the Indian guy with the long fingernails was also the Indian guy with long hair. Yeah, I think
3: he he might have double-dipped.
2: Indians big into breaking records. Sure. They're they're big into Guinness and it was just Guinness World Records Day like a couple days ago. Hmm. I don't know why they have a day, but apparently that's the day where the record breakers get out there and try to break records. I'll just read to you from the story and then we can discuss if records were made to be broken, then certainly the best day to break them should be Guinness World Records Day. I feel like that's a hallmark holiday. <laughs> I don't feel like that's that's sanctioned by any governing body. Uh, now yeah. now in its ninth year, Guinness World's Re- World Records Day – see, I'm just going to go with GWRD because that's too hard to say.
0: Yeah.
2: Is a day when folks all over the globe are encouraged to dig deep within themselves. Wow. And find the inner fortitude to go where no human has gone before, including Scott Weiner of Brooklyn, New York, who got official confirmation that his collection of 595 pizza boxes from 45 countries is indeed the world's largest pizza box collection. Wow. Scott, hold on. Give it. Yeah. Great job, Scott. Your Scotty. life's work. Meaningful life's work. You... Sin demon, you guys are doing big. The guy who fell from a high height at Ralph Wilson Stadium, you guys are all doing the Lord's work. <laughs> um, quite possibly the biggest loser in the world. Five hundred ninety-five pizza boxes. That means you have to like put them in your luggage. Like, hey, I'm gonna order a pizza, and who gets a pizza in like the Congo? Um,
3: yeah. What? What's his uh, his his apartment or basement with mom? It must be the worst smelling place. Like. There's usually like some extra oh, yeah. cheese and stuff that melts. I mean, you know he wasn't like cleaning that diligently. At the very um,
2: least, there's some grease in there. He's he's not getting out the Clorox. He he's not getting out a a a, a four oh nine. What are those? An SOS pad. That's yeah. what I'm looking for.
3: He's not. He doesn't have the steel wool out. You know who Scott Weiner was? He was that guy in like fifth grade that sent the. Uh, the uh, chain letter and said, "Hey, we can be in the Guinness Book World Records if you, you know, respond to this." And uh, I, I don't know one person that didn't ignore it. Right. But he—he he was that guy just trying. He—he he probably was trying to come up with an angle for like you know, uh, twenty years. Yeah. He was the hold, hold his breath the longest guy. He just wanted badly to be in there.
2: Yeah, I feel like hold your breath the longest is like there's a lot of people attempting like real easy shit. Like no one's doing the most push-ups. No. Because that's hard. <laughs> yeah. And I meant to talk about this on on the radio last week, and so I'm glad you brought it to my attention. I, the, one of the records, this guy in Japan, Kenichi Ito. Cool name. House, household name. I mean I, yeah. not that I have to tell you guys this. He set the world record for fastest 100-meter run on all fours. Oh. Well, first of all, 16.87 seconds. That's pretty fast. I'll, I'll it, give him that. That's pretty it, quick. Solid. Solid time. That's a solid 100 meters. I mean, it's only, it's only twice Usain Bolt's time approximately, and he's, he's using four limbs. Usain Bolt's only using two. Right. Uh, although I wonder if Kanichi Ito is using, you know, some other things that Usain wow. Bolt might be using. But, it, like, how do you get good at running 100 meters on all fours? And and if there were no Guin- – if Guinness didn't recognize this stupid, stupid record, then no one would be run-
3: trying to run fast on all fours. Do you agree? Agreed. I, and maybe sadder than that guy – is who who is the person holding the stopwatch? There's there's somebody cheering him on. His wife's and like, significant yeah. other. I mean, I, should, should somebody like that have a significant other?
2: No, absolutely no. not. It is Japan, though. Things are weird there. Uh, also, in the picture, he's not out there running on the track by himself. There's other – he's racing against other people. That means that there's like second, third, fourth, and fifth best <laughs> –
3: all fours runners who re- I mean they're not getting in the book. And he's wearing he's wearing some he looks like he's dressed like a mime almost with those gloves. Yeah, it's it's yeah, sad. He,
2: he should be seen. <laughs> he should he should definitely not be heard from. Uh, some I'm just looking at the Huffington Post highlights. Um, some Australian loser, Bogan. swallowing water swallowed swords (laughs) underwater like so he couldn't get somebody must have swallowed more swords or longer swords yeah i imagine this guy swallowed a few swords in his day you know what i'm saying ed you feel me on that you with me
3: big shocker he's got he's got these very creepy pierced nipples yeah yeah a a tramp stamp on his lower abdomen.
2: He it looks like he has some sort of apparatus to keep his neck straight while he s- sword swallows, which <laughs> you need something like that. I feel like he was like, he was like the second place runner in the all fours competition, where he's like, I, I'm just never going to be able to beat the great Sordini. I need I'm, to find. I'm going to the way. pool. I'm going to <laughs> the pool. Yeah, yeah. I'm going underwater for this. I'm go- I'm going down below. Uh longest basketball shots. Most consecutive handsprings by a male. I feel like one. Like no male has ever that's a that's a that's woman's funny.
3: thing, right? I think I think you become female after the second handspring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: you suck up within at some point. Most upright bottles walked across.
3: Yeah. Come on. This this is I mean uh... It's terrible.
2: I do like that the guy wore a suit for that. I feel like he would need like an athletic gear, but this guy's like, no, I'm getting in the book. I want to look good because I'm going to get in the book. (laughs) Largest gathering of people dressed as penguins. I feel like that would be a good place for a tomahawk missile strike. (laughs) Most hula hoops spun simultaneously by a team. So there's probably individual and team. Right. Uh, there, there's, I'm sure there's more, but I was too lazy to go research. They're all stupid. And I feel like we've had – we need – I feel like Guinness needs to consult with us.
3: Yeah. And, and yeah, we need a, a to Yeah, just a simple yay or nay. Yeah. Is this real or not? Yes. No. Fattest guy, yes. Yes. Tallest fattest guy,
2: f- f- for sure. Fattest sh- twins. Fattest twins on mopeds, Happiness. absolutely. I need the sh- – I need the – Tallest guy and the shortest woman, because I feel like there's a good chance that we'd get them together to take a picture, and then they'd fall in love and get married. Absolutely. So we need that. Tallest guy, shortest woman, uh, you know, biggest breasts, natural.
3: Mm-hmm. I
2: think that's important.
3: Sure. Memories.
2: Yeah, like mostly like freakish things. I, You know, I don't care that you're you're a good sword swallower. That's not. I don't. I don't care that you. That's
3: the section of you porn I stay away from.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) That's. I never. I'm never accidentally clicking on anything over there. That's for sure. (laughs) All right, Ed. I feel like we hit our topics. I feel like we've run our course here. We've given these guys tons of tremendous entertainment. I appreciate everybody listening. We're gonna. I've said this before. We're gonna attempt to do this once a week. We're going to try to be funny and interesting and talk about offbeat topics. Follow us on Twitter. Give us feedback. Send us interesting things. I'd also like to, and I'm too stupid to do this, but eventually I'd like to set up a voicemail and kind of make it interactive where we could play. People could call in. We could play their calls and make fun of them. I I feel like I need a little more technical knowledge, but we'll get there. I'm open to ideas. I'm open to doing different stuff. I'm sure at some point we'll have some guests. Not you you listening right now that wants to come on that think you should be a guest you're not when, interesting you, you're not i don't care no offense this is for everybody i don't want you on the show
3: although if sin is is listening
2: you're in buddy dude sin in jailhouse interview
3: oh from the pokey
2: yeah how i feel like you could get on a train i don't feel like you're not too far away
3: <laughs> from new hampshire
2: yeah how what is that a I... few hours
3: I'm gonna say it's seven million miles from here. I've... <laughs> no Is... clue.
2: I have to take you at your word. Okay, if it were a train re- train ride, I feel like you could go with your iPhone. Oh, speaking of iPhones, Ed. Not to keep it going, not to digress. This okay. morning, brushing the old teeth, getting ready for work. Uh oh. Get you know I'm I'm not like the like Mr. OCD or anything, but I like to keep things clean. I don't, you know, I'm not, I don't like things to get, I have a cleaning lady. She comes every couple of weeks, weeks. But in the interim, I don't like things to get too gross around here. So, I, you know, I keep things pretty tidy. Okay. This morning, brushing my teeth, notice I get a little water on the counter, grab the hand towel, uh-huh. wipe the counter iPhone becomes a projectile, lands on the floor. We're in a cracked screen situation,
3: Ed. Oh, it's it's tough. And you try to make it work and it cuts up your fingers. Yeah. It's, it's a bad scene. You been
2: there? You been you been to cracked screen land?
3: Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah off, often, I've had it happen to me twice and both times it was getting out of the car and it like fell out of my pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Sad times. Yeah. It's a, it's a and first it for me. It happens in slow motion too.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I'm like at like I can I'm at the point where I could get a new phone, but that feels very daunting. And there's also tons of shady places that you can go that will put yeah. a new screen on there. So I might right. I might I'm that's something that I gotta think about and it's it's weighing heavily on me. So thoughts and prayers to me.
3: Sure. You and Cindy Sin Demon are in my thoughts and prayers. Thank you. Week. Thank you. I appreciate that.
2: Alright, that's it. The Baller Lifestyle Podcast, the Look for our blog posts. Catch our next podcast. Comment, interact, be friendly. You know, we want to be friends with you. We want to, we want to do this more. We want to be a, a destination for you. So come check us out. I'm Brian Beckner for Easy Ed Daily. This is the Baller Lifestyle. See you later. Bye.